0: Start your business for the freedom of time, now you're tired of the hustle and grind, there's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper, welcome to Chill and Prosper, you're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield-Thomas. Hey there, hi and welcome to Chill and Prosper, I am your host Denise Duffield-Thomas Um, Oh, by the way, someone asked me recently, what's the deal with your surname and the hyphenated surname? So um, my uh, surname is Thomas and my husband's surname was Duffield and together we are Duffield Thomas. And yes, we both changed our name. So just if you're curious, yeah, interesting. It was funny, actually, we had lots of debates about who goes first. Is it Thomas Duffield or Duffield Thomas? And I'm sure you can agree with me. I I did think Duffield Thomas sounded better. So anyway, just a little bit of trivia in case you're ever curious about it. Um, uh, What we're talking about today is reflection. Reflection. And you might think that's a bit of a weird thing for me to talk about. But I want to talk about how reflection can help you grow your income. And it was actually sparked off by a fortune cookie. I got a fortune cookie that said, reading without reflecting is like eating without digesting. Reading without reflecting is like eating without digesting. And it actually triggered me a little bit because I am an incredibly fast reader. And people often ask me, you know, oh, you share books all the time about what you read. How do you read so fast? And I actually probably don't share every single book that I read. I probably share a small fraction of them, because when I'm in the space of it, I mean, I can read a book in a day very easily, very like a big book in a day. But I just, I read like, I don't know, I just speed read them. And so often I'll read a book and I think, I don't remember the name of the main character. And actually, I I realized for a long time too, I don't read from left to right. I read in a column down, which is how people learn to speed read, but I've just learn to do it naturally. And so I don't always digest and reflect on what I've learned. And I often do this about eating too. I can be a very fast, um, non-aware eater. Like I'm happy to eat and be on my phone. You know, like I, I love going to the cinema and just eating mindlessly. And so it really made me reflect haha, on how can I bring this more into my life? and reflect and digest things, Um, even because, I mean, I'm a ruler in sacred money archetypes, which means I often just move on to projects without celebrating, reflecting, without taking time to capture lessons and things like that. So it was just a a bit of a wake-up call for me on how I can do this better and how I can, you know, speak to it, you know, because I often move so quickly on. Like I'll read a book and I'll go, cool. Cool. I don't sit there and go, wow, what did I learn from that, you know? And it's not like I'm saying, oh, we should always write a book report after we finish reading a book. But there's so many times I'm just like, yep, done, next one, book, okay, next one, launch, next time. But also I think there's something there about being a perfectionist sometimes. We're just like, okay, done. Um, so even if things don't go well, and actually especially when things don't go well for projects, I think it is worth taking time to reflect So I've got some ideas for you as well. And you might be thinking in this too, like you might be someone who reflects a lot and you need a lot of digestion time after something and you really need to sit and process it. Um, Or you're someone who, like me, just moves on to the next thing. So, of course, I think especially for projects, um, you know, to really look at those insights, what's the growth, what's changed within me that I want to be permanent Instead of just going, yep, 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 yep. And of course, we live in a world now where there's so much information coming at us at all times. You know, we live in a world where we're watching, you know, 30-second TikToks and 30-second Instagram videos. Um, But it's okay that things are quick, but it's still sometimes good to go, oh, what have I learned from that? And what, what do I want to implement into that? Um, especially when you've done a project that's put in a lot of time and effort or money or collaboration. It's so good to sit back and go, okay, what was good? What was not so good? What can we learn from this? And I know sometimes in my business, I can get very frustrated because Mark's very similar to me. Mark moves on to things really quickly and I'll go, why are we making this same mistake again? Why are we doing this again? Like, you know, didn't we learn from last time? And it can be incredibly frustrating for me um, to experience that, you know, and they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But I realized that that is so much on me that we haven't stopped and gone, okay, let's evaluate what was good, what was bad, what could we have done better? Um, you know, what were our strengths in this, like a real SWOT analysis really, um, before and after a project. Um, Let's talk about before for a little bit because sometimes um, we have these unknown fears. And so just even articulating what our fears could be or the bad scenarios could be can actually really help us have a breakthrough. So if you're in Money boot camp, you know, we talk about this a lot. It's the negative consequences exercise where I say, okay, you say that you want to have your dream house, for example. Let's look at the negative consequences of that. So if you're someone who struggles with the reflection afterwards, the reflection before might be a bit more your bag. Especially if you're a bit a bit of a future-oriented person, which I am, to sit and go, Oh, what 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 are some of the things that c- could go wrong? And the reason why we do this is many fold, right? One is that you realize you can uncover some fears and you can go, wow, I really have this fear that if I um own a beach house, there'll be you know, lots of extra costs involved, you know, and you can go, oh, wow, that might be holding me back from doing things in my business because I'm scared of the consequences of it. Or I'm afraid that I'll um, make all this money and I'll lose it and I'll have to sell sell it anyway. And so you go, wow, okay, I can appreciate and I, I can understand. The other thing is, though, if you're a bit of a worrywart personality, doing that kind of reflection ahead of time can help you go, wow, okay, So I can mitigate some of these things. I can get insurance. I can make sure that I um, don't overextend myself. And instead of just having this vague feeling of something bad is going to happen, which often we do, we just go, I want to send out that invoice, but I'm too scared. But we haven't really reflected on why. And sometimes it's because we've got these negative consequences in our head that something bad will happen if we take action. So that's why the beforehand is really good to go, okay, what... um, you know, like a SWOT analysis. What are our strengths here? What are our weaknesses? What are the opportunities and threats? What are some pitfalls that could come in? And then doing it at the end of the project to be like, okay, well, you know, what things came true? What things do we not even expect? What questions came up that we didn't even know? What objections came up that we didn't even know? Um, What can we put in place for next time? And that can be super, super valuable because you might um, tighten up your sales process, you might tighten up your sales page. You might realize that people didn't buy from you because they didn't realize that you had a particular bonus or that you had a money-back guarantee or that you had a payment plan. And so part of that reflection process, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is to do a post-launch survey. Jeff Walker recommends this too in Product Launch Formula, is to do a post-launch survey to say, hey, why didn't you buy? Because that gives you valuable information that then you can go, okay, what can we what can we change on that? Um, how can we, you know, showcase that a little bit better? How can we showcase the value? But also sometimes it's really interesting how you you make assumptions. You know, people will say, um, oh, I, I don't have time, didn't have time to do your course and that's why I didn't do it. And you can go, why would people assume that you have to like, you know, it's going to take 50 hours a week, but people will, right? So at least you can then make that an objection, overcoming an objection later on. Um, the other thing too is having spaciousness is so important and it's something that I've absolutely sucked at in the past. Having spaciousness between projects, um, between milestones, Um it has been so hard for me to do this. And I remember um, when Mark came into the business and he was like, wow, look what you've done, you know, just launching once a year. Why don't we launch twice a year? And then it ended up being, let's launch four times a year. And I felt like I was in all trimesters of pregnancy all at the same time. You know, I was like um, in pre-launch, he'd be like, oh, can you, you know, check over this marketing campaign for the next one? And I'd be like, yeah, but I'm, I'm like literally in labor with the current group of people, you know, and then I'd be in delivery mode, like literally teaching the thing and it would be like, okay, cool, well, let's prep for the next one. And I'm like, I can't, I'm literally like feeding these people now and you can't be in all trimesters of pregnancy all at the same time because we were just running, running, running and never taking that time to reflect on how can we make things better? How can we, like I didn't have time to re-record the course to shift and change things you know people are like oh this is broken link and like, I don't have time to fix that broken link there was no spaciousness at all um, so I'm going to take a quick break but I want to talk about that spaciousness and what it can help you do especially between projects and to um, you know like really help yourself so you don't like burn out like I did all right I'll be back in just a sec Hi, I'm Kyra, an Australian
1: astrologer, tarot reader, yoga teacher, and herbalist at Herbal Moon Goddess. I actually met Denise a few years ago at a conference, and it was a huge fangirl moment. <laughs> I've read her books, in fact, Chilprener lives on my bedside table, but I only joined the Money Boot Camp about two months ago now. When I joined, I was feeling really stressed about money. I felt like I was stuck in a financial rut. But since joining group camp, I set a goal of receiving $10,000 in one month. Well, the month's not over yet and I've actually received more than $10,000. Plus, I received a phone call confirming I would receive $50,000 of value, oh my gosh. And I really have to put it all down to Denise's revolutionary teachings. It's now part of my morning ritual to listen to a Denise training video as I'm starting my day. Bootcamp has helped me grow my income and business. Plus, it's been an amazing journey of personal development. Thank you so much, Denise, for helping me realise my own self-worth and helping me to break through my own limitations when it comes to earning money.
0: Hey, welcome back. We are talking about creating um, spaciousness and reflection time in your business and how important this can be. So I was just saying about how we ended up in a scenario where I was launching like four times a year, there was never any spaciousness between them. But even out of the launch cycle, I realized how much um, like you forget, I think sometimes when you think, "Oh, cool, I'm launching, and then I'm in delivery, that you that's just not like a holiday. You like you know you finish a launch for something, a marketing campaign for something, and then like going straight into delivery can feel like a real punishment sometimes right? So a big thing that I had to remember is that not every part of the launch cycle is my responsibility because I would be so burnt out by the end of the launch. um, And then I'd be like, oh my God, it starts on Monday. And I'd be like, I need a holiday. Can you all just go away? Can you just give me your money, but just go away, please? And I just felt like, oh my God, I need that. I need that. Um, space. And so having other people take the burden of some of the other launch things meant that I was really fresh. And so now when class starts for, if I'm doing um, you know, a, a round of sacred money archetypes, or we've got the calls for money bootcamp, I'm not resentful. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, now it's my part. And so some of that is that having that spaciousness within, within roles. But um, I had to learn how important it was to not do a lot of projects back to back. I mean, this is so hard for me because I'm always just like, yep, 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 let's do the next thing. Um, but it just meant that I could never really fully take that in. And there was never any time to fix things in the business. Um, so my friend Natalie McNeil, who's an amazing, you know, business coach and philanthropist and investor and all these amazing things. couple of years ago, she was like, oh yeah, next year we're going to have like a really um, fallow year. Like, you know, we're not going to do big launches. We're just going to have, you know, it's just going to be like a down year kind of thing. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And she goes, oh, we just need to like, you know, build some systems and we just need to, you know, refresh some things. And I was like, you're allowed to do that? Because part of me was like, no, no, you just keep on running and pushing and running and build the plane as you as you go as you fly it and you just keep on running and growing and um, it it kind of blew my mind but it still took me like a couple of years to realize that I could do that as well and I learned a really valuable lesson in 2022 um, because a lot of my projects had been like everyone you know things had been pushed because of the pandemic you know recording or different things that were supposed to happen and then books and all this sort of stuff got pushed. And then it all converged into one, into the one time period. And I didn't mean for it to happen, but I kind of just said yes. And I was like, I felt bad about, you know, things that had to get pushed. And I was like, yep, I just said yes to everything. And so there was literally just no time to fix things, change things. Um, And when you're in that space, you can't even have time to go, I need to hire someone. Because you're you're too busy making money to hire someone to help you make money. You're too busy doing the thing to create operating procedures and systems. You're too busy running to stop and go, okay, how can we systemize this? How can we make this easier? How can we automate this? There's just literally zero time to do any of those things. And um, so that's what I'm planning for 20. 24 is a year where we don't really have anything big planned. Um, we're pushing our normal January launch, and and cool, I can do this. And you know, and part of the reason I can do this is because I've sold my house, and you know, I've made lots of money over the, the years, and I kind of don't have to hustle for a while, you know. And so I thought this will be a really great year for us to stop and reflect on everything. And so then you have the spaciousness spaciousness to reflect and go, okay, do I want to do this? Um, Do I want to shift the way I'm marketing this? Do I want to shift my launch cycle? Do I want to change up my team? But also just time just to fix some stuff, right? You know when sometimes you're like, oh, that link's broken, but I don't have time to fix it. Or I know that doesn't work, but I don't have time to fix it just having that spaciousness to actually look and, and evaluate. And that's when you can declutter. You know, you can declutter old offerings. You can declutter old blog posts that don't represent you anymore. You can update branding. And like it annoys me so much. And I mean, my team is great. You know, everyone's on it. Um, but it's been a really busy couple of years. And so I'll see something sometimes and go, oh, my God, guys, why is that old image there? And it's like they just haven't had time. You know, we haven't had time to sit and look and reflect on. For example, I know this sounds really nerdy, but um, I love going and looking at our Google Analytics data and go, okay, what websites, what, what pages on our website are people visiting the most? Where are people? Where are we losing people? What opt-ins are the most popular? What things? What episodes? What podcast episodes are most popular? And reflection time gives you time to analyse. It gives you time to see some really obvious things. It gives you time to make different decisions. So a really good example of this is I went on maternity leave, and um, like when I came back, I find I, I did this big rebrand, and it was really beautiful. It was like. You know, and lots of bees everywhere, and it was really, really cute. But I kind of overdid it a little bit too much. Like, it looked really great, but it didn't need to be on every single page, and it didn't. Everything didn't need to be so fancy. And I came back from maternity leave. I had a little bit of time to reflect and and, and dig into some things. And I went, "Oh my god, our conversions have gone down on all of our opt-ins by quite a lot. What's going on?" And I realized that it was. There was too many fancy elements on some of the opt-in pages. And so people were like, do I click that B? Do I click that thing? Like, what do I click? And I just had to simplify and strip things out and just be like, click here to get the thing instead of, you know, like, are you ready to rumble? You know, just like cutesy things and like just too much stuff everywhere, right? So we stripped that out and then our conversions went back to normal. Our refund rate was going up, but I didn't have time to even look at that. That that, you know, kind of period off where I refreshed my brain a little bit, I came back and I was like, hey, guys, why is our refund rate going up so much? We dug into it and we had a little survey where people asked for a refund to say, why did you ask for a refund? No one had looked at it for a while because we didn't have time. We're too busy, right? So we looked at it and, and it was like, oh, I don't have time to do the course. There's so much in there. I didn't have time. And I, I realized how much I'd bloated out the course. And so those of you in Money Bootcamp, you know, one of, there's like, I don't know, 18 lessons or something, but there used to be so many more um, resources in there that were just a bit unnecessary. So for example, I talk about forgiveness work. And so it was like, here's me talking about forgiveness. Here's a TED Talk about forgiveness. Here's Oprah talking about forgiveness. Here's three of my favorite books about forgiveness. And I was thinking, I'm just giving extra information. Like I'm trying to be thorough. What was happening is that people were buying Money Bootcamp they were logging in they were seeing all of these hundreds of things that suddenly became an open loop in their brain and they were like i don't have time to do this and also they just felt like they couldn't win at it it just didn't seem achievable so what i did was stripped out half of the, i stripped out most of it and i just went my information's enough you know that's enough and then our refund rates cut in half But also people started to say, oh, my God, Denise, the course is so rich, (laughs) so funny, so rich and deep. And I was like, oh, my God, I was feeling bad thinking that I wasn't being thorough enough, that I was being stingy. And so that's the power of reflection, right, is to test some of those assumptions, to get information, get to benchmark things, to really dig in and go, oh, that's interesting. Why is that happening? Oh, that's interesting. Why are people doing this? And to explore that a little bit. Um, the other thing that I think will be really fun for next year too is um, Leonie Dawson, who is a, an amazing coach and author. You probably know her. She's one of my one of my friends, of my buddies. But she did this experiment where it was like, um, like just the ten percent kind of better kind of experiment because they had a little bit of bandwidth. You know, she took some time off social media. She took some time off her membership. And so the team then could go, what are some things we want to improve here? You know, can we improve the way that we um, automate things? Can we respond to things? And they just picked one thing at a time to improve. And I know that we could absolutely do that in my business. You know, I know that our inbox is probably really bloated. It's like, there's no time for my assistant to go in and like unsubscribe from newsletters that we're subscribed to. You know, there's probably recurring problems that we're just kind of putting a little bit of a Band-Aid on at the moment, and we could really tighten that up and fix it. And of course, for me, I need the bandwidth too just to go, hang on, why are we doing this? And they go, oh, sometimes when I dig into things, they're like, oh, well, the old person used to do it like this and this and this. And I'm like, wow, that's a really convoluted thing. And I'm I'm actually really good at coming up with very, very simple solutions for things, but I often don't have the bandwidth. To reflect on it either. Okay, so um, hopefully that's given you some food for thought about it's okay to take some time off. it's okay to take some buffers between things. It's okay to build in that time, especially just put it into your calendar um, you know after a launch after a big event. Um, I also after I go to a physical event, I try and go the day before and I try and leave at least a day after for reflection. Okay, so for example, I went to um, Necker Island, which is Richard Branson's private island. Cost a ton of money to go with all these, you know, incredible high-level entrepreneurs. The day after, I just had a night in a hotel by myself, and I just cried. Like I was just like releasing energy and shifting energy. If I'd had to go straight back on a plane and like go straight back to my family, I just would have missed some of the reflection time and processing time that we sometimes need. So that could be a really good upgrade for you if you're someone who goes to events a lot, um, is to give yourself permission to have extra space for reflecting at the end. Really, really important. Okay, um, I've got one final thought. I can never say thought. Sorry. One final thought for you after this last break. Hey, Denise. Dale
1: here. I picked up on Audible a copy of Chillpreneur. And every morning when I walked my dogs, you were in my pocket telling me your stories and stuff that I needed to do. And every single time I came back from a walk, what did I do? I took your advice. I did things. I changed things. I followed things up. It has been one of the best books ever.
0: Hi, welcome back. Um, So my final thought is... Really, about doing some creative time outside of your business. Um, This can be really useful to get new experiences as well. I found recently, I was like, I was just bored of my own voice. I'm like, oh, and you've probably heard all my stories before. And I was like, I just need some time to actually live life and get some new stories and to get some new insights on things. And so, you know, taking some time off, going to a different environment, it is really useful and it will be things that you can. Glean insights from forever, you know. I think it's just such a beautiful way to do it. Recently, I was in New York and I um, had coffee with Dale Beaumont, who's an incredible Australian entrepreneur, and he's doing the same thing. But he was like, "Oh, every year we spend a month in New York," and I'm like, "Oh my God, really? That's so cool!" And he's just like, "Yeah, you know." And I'm just taking some time off, taking some time with my kids, and and he's very similar. You know, he talks a lot on stages and on podcasts and I was like, Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you because I think it's really important for us to get fresh new ideas and new stories and new nuances to be able to come back and, and and serve our audience again because we've had time to reflect and refresh. So hopefully that's inspired you. You know, like I I've been doing ballet, I've been doing art classes. All of those things have been really great. Um, and so if you've been procrastinating on booking a holiday or time off or, you know, going to a different Event than you normally would go do it book it because it will really give some some great reflection time on what's important to you and what you want to do in your life um, you can't get the answers in your same environment sometimes all right so let me know what you're gonna do let me know tag me send me a DM tell me what you're gonna do and um, yeah I'll see you next week on Chill and Prosper bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper Tell your friends to chill and prosper Review and subscribe We hope you had a very good time